Welcome to Who Killed the Radio Star. Jumbo, 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 jumbo. My name is Steve, and with me, that is Tyler. E equals MC squared, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't wow. know. I don't wow. Know. <laughs> Look, we've been gone for a little while. We told you last last episode. It's been a while. Tyler's back on the wagon. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been like close to a month. It's been a whole month. Oh, man. We've been we were busy. like so good right off the bat of this year. We were like, bam, bam, bam. And then, you know. Life gets it. Life finds a way. You had a birthday? I had a birthday. Birthday was cool. We ate one of those spicy chips. They're on the table for some reason, taunting me. The Pocky One Chip Challenge 2022 edition, complete with blue food coloring. I was out of commission for a little bit from that. I shit. I shit. I was fine. But I mean, I'm broken. So I had had the leftovers the next day. (laughs) But you didn't like, your poop wasn't any weird? No, (laughs) it wasn't, unfortunately. I feel bad. Mine was, we also, we did like. I broke the one chip into like the fifth. No, like ten pieces. Some some were bigger than others. I probably I ate like we a had quarter like a third. of it. I thought we, we each had like a third. Of you a had a, you had a big one. I have a big one. You had a big one. I, I I broke it. I broke them into like four quarters, and then a, two of the quarters went into smaller pieces. And I think we each had one of the quarter pieces. Look, Tyler turned thirty five. We're turning thirty five this year, right? It's like full disclosure. Yeah, there it is. Old. And what did we do? We ate the spicy chip and we drank a hundred beer. No, we didn't drink a hundred beers. We didn't do a Century Club. No, we, we did. Si- we did an hour of power. A power hour. We did sixty shots of beer in sixty minutes. It's so dumb, man. It's about five beers in an hour. We're mid. This is like middle age. For, yeah, if you have no kids, it turns out you can just be a child forever. You can just be a teenager. No one cares. You just start podcasts. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Guess what? <laughs> I'm naked right now. That's right. Naked podcast, baby. I'm wearing shorts and shorts only. Just shorts. And they're very tight. That's the way I like it. They're more like briefs. No, they're fucking not, man. They are oh, shorts. Shit. You can okay. tell they got the cargo here. I, I, <laughs> ooh, look at that pocket. I can put all sorts of things in there, right? Oh, that's that's so uh, utilitarian. Like Joel and Ellie, right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. just cargo to me. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm not. You're my papa. I, You're I, my father figure, papa. I haven't watched uh, a I'm single not, episode. Not. You haven't watched any of The Last of Us? No, I want to so bad. My par- So I have Crave, which is the Canadian equivalent of it. Or it's the Canadian vehicle blah, for blah, HBO blah, shows. Blah, 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 blah. For American listeners. And I get my Crave through my parents who have not paid their cable bill. So 35 years old. Well, you know, I all could, the parents, I right? That's a real question. Exactly. Yes, I Guess could what? download it illegally. Forty-five years old. Yeah, that's right. Didn't parents, see that coming. You ever see the Guinness World uh, World Book of Records? Parents are in their youngest children, youngest dupes, youngest parents, <laughs> youngest parents ever, <laughs> ten and eleven. That's my mom and my pop. The fuck, are you talking about? That was the thing. That was the thing. Remember, did you just get the uh, Guinness Book of Records for like? Christmas I have or one. Anything? I found one in the like, a free library recently for yeah. like. Uh, 2017, I think is the Ooh, year. Oh, updated. Yeah. Wow. I read it. I like flipped there once and then I just sat on my coffee table. It's been there for like three years. Yeah. I, I think I got one for my, for Christmas, like maybe two or three years in a row. I was really, I was really into the Guinness Book of Records. Big, big statistician kid when I was young. So they're just like oh, reading shit like that. Up. A statistician kid. Yeah. I, I'm a fucking, I was, a, I was a really nerdy child. You were a hockey boy. I was many you things. You can't be both. You can't. I was many things. You thought you were many things, but you know you really were. I was a bit a of a piece of boy. shit. But like, I also like was a little little, little nerd nugget. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking like ten, you know. I, I'm young at this point. Not enough testosterone flowing through my veins to not be a little nerd nugget. Some might say none. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
thought like you were choking. Man, I can't wait to get like slightly older so I can get on that tea. I want that tea, baby. I want it too. I want to get juiced up. Do we get tea for free because we're in Canada? Probably not. Probably. We can get anything for free. You could just like get the right doctor, right? Like someone who's like, yeah, I'll sign a prescription. Yeah. I'm doing Just get out of here. Get out of my face. Yeah. Like they're like, get out of here. I'll sign this. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. Just like whatever you want. Just like slide me an envelope filled with a couple of those. Who's on the hundred? Wilfred Laurier? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, think <it's> more- <laughs> I think it is. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm asking the wrong person here. James, uh, James Alexander? No, that's not a person. Is that guy we went to high school with? No, that's the guy. Uh, we went to high school with that guy. Yeah, we did go to high school. With yeah, I think we did, yeah. Uh, no, but good call. That's definitely a white ass name from like the late 18th, 1800s. That would definitely be a founding father of Canada. Today's episode is going to be a little heavy, right? This isn't like, uh, you know, our, you know, who's a lizard? Who's a, who's a clone? It's not. <laughs> this is, you know, this is people dying. So we're having a little fun at the top. I was a little hungry. We're having a little fun at the top, so we're just we're just airing things out. It's been a while, right? That one chips maybe need to air a couple things out. Yeah, his butthole is flat. When he walked in today, I heard I heard like a bottle noise, like a hoo hoo, because he, he walked a little bit too quick and took a little sidestep into the kitchen and went, "Hey, it's me smoking." And I was like, "Oh wow, I, I heard a little." I learned how to play the white stripes on it. <laughs> Fart. <laughs> Fart. A little, a little behind the scenes, Tyler's fiance just walked past us as that part of the recording session was happening. Yeah, so she's you know, headphones on. She just <laughs> she saw it. Um, I do need to want. I, I did want to bring up something in regards to future podcast topics because I still believe we haven't done the Stevie Wonder episode, which we haven't is my my the out of all the conspiracies or things we're going to cover on this that are a little hard to believe. My thing that I legitimately believe is Stevie Wonder is not blind. Gonna leave it. Gonna leave that comment right there because it's offensive. I, I don't want to get into it until we get a proper. You've said this before. I know. You've made this. You've staked your claim on Stevie yep. several times. Yep. Right. And as my namesake. Yep. I'm Which offended. Brings me to the point I wanted to bring up today because not gonna get into the Stevie Wonder blind stuff. That's for another episode. But found out yesterday. Oh. That's Stevie Wonder's first name. Oh, no. Is it not Stevie? It's... It's not Steven? Nope. It's Steveland. <laughs> like Cleveland. It can't, this can't be real. But Steve... This is real? It, this is completely real. And it blew... <laughs> How do you... What do you mean? So Steveland much. Wonder? It's it's like... it's like it, I think he's got like a few middle names. One of those like... Steveland Adarius... Uh, Adonis Wonder. Well, I don't think his last name's Wonder. <laughs> it I, is Steveland. It's Steveland Hardaway Morris. Yeah. See, like what? <laughs> Steveland Hardaway Morris. That is Steveland. Steveland. It is. It's right. got to be Steveland, like Cleveland, but Steve. <laughs> does Cleveland have the e at the end? It does. Which I was wow, shocked. That's interesting. I know. I thought the same thing because I only heard it was Steveland on another podcast. And then I Googled it. I think I, I messaged my fiance or something and said, hey, guess what? Because my fiance is Steve very close as well. I was like, hmm. Stevie Wonder's name is Steveland. And I texted like Cleveland with the E on the end. But then I Googled it myself and saw, yes, there is no E. There is a slight possibility to Steveland. I do not think it's Steveland, though. St- his name is Steveland Morris or Steveland Judkins. 
It's yeah, I, I could I, be either. That's what I see. I heard Steveland, Hardaway, Morris, and or Junkins. Junkins is what I heard in the podcast I was listening to that I would definitely shout out if I remembered who the fuck it was. But um, pretty incredible. Support your favorite podcasts. Yeah, by remembering what they are <laughs> when you're on your podcast. Don't be a fucking dick. Steveland Hardaway Morris. So. Do you think he's not blind? Hey, look at all these pictures. He's wearing sunglasses. Look, we're not. We're not getting, that's not this episode. I don't even want to start because mm. we're gonna fucking get into a whole thing. But uh, uh, my fiance has already changed your name in her phone to Steveland. I think everyone should start. I think I should going forward. Next week, I will be Steveland. Provided we're back next week. I was uh, going forward. I think I should be Steveland. I was going to like transition into the fact that your middle Steve has two middle names. I'm not going to say them. I don't think on the podcast. I'll say them right now. You will. Okay. I just didn't want to like dox you. My middle names are John Stewart. Yeah, Steve John Stewart. John Stewart. And you know that it didn't mean much for most of my life, right? Yeah. Growing, growing up, you know, until you're about like 13, boy, 14, right? Till the end of the 90s, and. A comedian starts coming around named John Stewart. Now all of a sudden, a little man named John Stewart, and everyone, uh, now everyone cares, right? A few years later, there's a Green Lantern, right? Brightest day, darkest night. No evil will escape my sight. What are you playing? Trap beats? Didn't mean to do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just looking because I just pulled up my phone because I wanted to see. I think John Stewart is one of the last. Like Green Lanterns, <laughs> one of the last of the wave of uh, Jewish comedians to change his name, because you know now you just go with your Jewish last name, right? But like for years and years in Hollywood, you would change your Jewish last name. Is that his mugshot? Oh no, no. John Stewart. He, but he no, I was that. right. So Stewart is his middle name. His last name is Leibowitz. Leibowitz, yeah, or Leibowitz, depending on how you depending on to pronounce it. You but, know. Um, yeah, I think I, I, for some reason, I knew that that he was part of the last generation. How fucked is that? That you just had to be like, can't go with my real name because all of the Nazis are going to hate me. And nowadays, kind of the same problem. You're a famous young, you're, you're a little young boy. I'm a young podcaster. Leibowitz is super Jewish too, you know. Like there are some names that are like extra Jewish. And yeah. I feel like Leibowitz is one of them. So it's one of them. Of it's one of them. It's like stereotypical almost. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so this week, we're going to talk about the Leonard Skinner plane crash, right? Oh, that's what we're talking about. That is what we're oh, talking boy, about. Okay. So it is a bit of a heavy okay. one. This is, is this is one that, uh, this is something that definitely happened. If you don't know the story here, the, the short version of it is that Leonard Skinner, at the peak of their fame, we're talking Sweet Home Alabama, Free Bird, Simple Man. All these songs. Gym class. They're blown up. They're huge. Southern rockers representing the South. Yep. The world. Yep. Fighting with Neil Young. Nope. Getting into fisticuffs with fight. Nope, nope, nope. No, yeah. Maybe. They got into a horrible plane crash, and a number of band members did not make it out. It, yeah. It, it's, this is tough. We'll get Neil, into the- Neil Young cast a gypsy curse. It didn't stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> we, grew we, to a hundred feet to tall <laughs> and spiked the plane out of the air with a fucking tomahawk chop. Just old cha-cha. Plane, old plane, take a look at my life. This is like this is bad, and this is what I need, wanted to address right from the right from the top. Here is that we need to sort of. This is normally something that I would save. We would save this till the end of the episode to really address this, but we're bringing it right up top because recently there was a movie made about this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
There was a movie that is is called uh, Love that movie. I think it's called Last of the Street Survivors, or it's called Street Some of the Street Survivors, which is one of the names of one of their albums. Last of the Street Sharks. I believe it's called Last of the Street Survivors. And this is a movie. It, it's a documentary, but it's a it's an acted movie, scripted movie mm-hmm. that uh, came out in like 2019, 2020. Like it's out now. I, I haven't had a chance to watch. It. I don't know if I really want to. But the point being here is that surviving members of Leonard Skinner. In 2017, sued the company Cleopatra Films for making this movie. And they did it predicated on a blood oath that they all took together after the crash to never let anyone profit off of the plane crash, right? Now, we're not trying to profit here. We're just trying to profit. The only way Mm -hmm. we're trying to profit is in laughs. Teehee. Right? And also knowledge. A little bit of both. So it's it's a slippery slope that we're walking in between. We don't want Leonard Skinner to come after us. They're def well, I shouldn't say definitely, but probably not going to. We'll get into those reasons why. Look, we don't need to speak down to our audience. They're, they know there's no ad reads. <laughs> they know. There's a reason for that. You know, they know. They know there's no ad reads on this show yet. Yeah, and there's and you know, and there's definitely there's definitely a good reason for Fast that. Fast forward to fifteen years from now when we have an empire. You know, here's the thing though, is that someone's fucking they, they actually... hawking gym shorts at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I I need new gym shorts, so it's, I'm glad you put that out there. Gorts, they're the <laughs> they combine the best of both worlds. You've heard of jorts? Welcome to gorts. You ever heard of the gym? You ever heard of shorts? Gorts. Gorts. Do you need the flexibility of of of, of gym clothes with the breath breathiness of shorts? <laughs> then you're gonna need some gorts. They're like jorts, and they're also like uh, bicycle pants, but they're different because they're for fucking lifting. <laughs> Do you want to increase your gains? Well, then yeah. gain your gorts. Oh, I thought you were talking about the microphone. I thought you were talking about podcasting. Uh, why would why would we ever talk about increasing? Good news is though is that uh, they did file the lawsuit, but it was uh, appealed uh, because the the plane crash is is part of history. It's a it's a real thing that happened. That's it's right. uh, you know anyone can make a documentary about it because it it, it is history it is. Is, is real life. I mean, we're what, like 50 years from that now? So we are, we had 40 years in uh, in 2017, which is yeah. also the year that, that you know, they filed the so lawsuit. 45. So let's get right into it. On It happened on October 20th, 1977. Leonard okay. Skinnerd and their, and their touring crew boarded a Convair CV240, Tyler. Oh, okay. So this is where we get into Tyler's uh, plane knowledge. All right. Well, you know. So light on us, big, big, big plane guy. You know me. You guys know me. You've been around for a while. He loves big planes. Plane so the Tortoise CV7 is a carrier aircraft designed for. This is a Convair. Uh, small. I mean, like he doesn't even know the name of the plane, guys. You know what? You know, let's get out of Tyler's plane corner and let's just go into the meat of the story because I'm really insulting the dead by going off on a bit of you are, you are. knowledge. But that's why we address the lawsuit. Yeah, so the Convair. They boarded the plane in Greenville, South Carolina. The Ooh, plane, home of the Greenville Blip. <laughs> who, 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 who is the home of? Who is the home of? Who is there? It's, it's home of the Greenville Braves. They're a minor yeah. league baseball team. It's yeah, I bet they are. I bet they are. It's, it's all like... You shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> well, there's more coming, right? Because the plane's destination oh, oh. was Baton Rouge. Ooh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Louisiana. Oh. Give us a location there. 
a little baton, bat- a little baton, uh, baton rouge. rouge. I think you and I should go get some Cajun down at the bayou. Ma cherie. Ma cherie. That's a fine looking gumbo you've been cooking up. Everything I know Cajun wise is just from Gambit in the 90s X Men. It's Waterboy. Sure. <laughs> I'm Waterboy. Down on the bayou, we got a little saying. If the gumbo ain't cooking, then don't come a-looking. Yeah, so, you know, 26 people were on the plane, and it crashed, and only 18 survived. (laughs) We're not laughing at that. We're not making light of it. It's just, you know, Tyler says dumb shit. Baton Rouge, home of the red stick. <laughs> People make fun of Medicine Hat and Moose Jaw and shit, but yeah. fucking Americans, they got Baton they Rouge. Got it, right? That's just Red Stick. Oh, you just name fucking town Red Stick? Ooh, what is it? Where are you, Canadian? So the plane did not make it to Baton Rouge. It unfortunately went down in a wooded area near Gillsburg, Mississippi. Gillsburg? Home of the Gillsburg Gillies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Oh, geez. Oh, Gil. So three, just three days earlier to this crash, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the band had just released their album titled Street Survivors, which Street unfortunately had the front cover was the band standing in a bunch of fire. Uh, that album was pulled shortly after this whole incident happened for obvious reasons. But there was a kaiju in the background, right? Breathing the fire. Yeah, you know, uh, Ghidorah's back there. got the smog monster. Okay. On October 19th, they performed at the Greenville Memorial Auditorium. Greenville Braves. <laughs> With no idea that this would be their last show together ever, Tyler. Man, imagine going to that show. Yeah. And like, well, you are some old fucking haggard man who's just like, guess what? Hey, we're get, getting fuck, too drunk. I shotgun hey, 32 beers that night, Hey, you man. like Leonard Skinner? Heard you. We listen to Leonard Skinner. I went to the last show. I was there, man. The Greenville Civic I, Auditorium. I there. Well, people, um, in, in my research for this, I've come across people who still have their tickets for the the next show, the one they didn't make it to. Mm. Some That is a very uh, collectible piece of rock and roll history. If, Gross. Uh, if you have those tickets. Gross and dumb. Yeah, yeah. Where you was know, that show? It's tough. In Baton Rouge? It was in Baton Rouge. Yeah, okay. Well, it was in Louisiana. It was at the, I believe, Louisiana University. LSU, Louisiana State, Louisiana State University. Yep. Yes, the big, the big LSU. Yeah, did not happen, unfortunately. Football powerhouse. <laughs> Notable alumni include Joe Burrow, quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. So here's the thing, right? Sports corner. <laughs> when they were traveling to the show at the Greenville Memorial Auditorium, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the same Corvair plane. On the way there, a 10-foot stream of sparks and flames erupted out of the plane's engine and shot out along the side of the plane. <laughs> and, and everyone was like, this A lot fun. of people saw it. And everyone was like, holy fucking shit, man. And it was... it was <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. It was wait. a scary moment. Who are you channeling when you say that? Are you the band members on the plane? Are you people on the ground? I'm a roadie. Like, Is I'm that a, Leonard Skinner? I'm, a, I'm me myself. shit, bro. That's me, myself. I'm not, I'm not imitating anyone here. I'm me, okay. myself, if I was there on as the a plane. roadie on the plane. Because this is a crew... This is a group of 24 people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard yeah. Skinner conservatively only has 18 people in the band. <laughs> see what I did yeah, there? that's a good one. Right? They have a lot of people in the band. They don't have that many, but they got like 9, 10. They we got have a fun. lot. We have fun. We are having fun. Even though, you know, these... Rest in peace, everyone. Pretty much everyone in the story. <laughs> Except for Leonard Skinner. 
strangely enough. Leonard the Skinner, actual person. Leonard Skinner is not a man, right? It's pronounced Leonard Skinner. No, Leonard Skinner is a man, though. Leonard, Leonard Skinner is a man. He was uh, one of their high gym school teacher. gym teachers. That's right. Who they named the band after, right? Yeah. But originally, right, their band wasn't even called Leonard Skinner. Originally, their band was called My Backyard in 1964 which really sounds like they're saying my asshole but mm-hmm. you know it's 1964 is different i feel like that they that, probably jammed in the backyard that name feels like a little bit ahead of its time in a way well this is 1964 buttholes were already out in play yeah it's true but like the naming your band my backyard seems like a real like 19 they were teenagers and 100 they were jamming in one of their backyards yeah and they were like well we'll just call it my backyard yeah yeah, this I mean, these, is my these, southern accent. These, these were southern boys. They were indistinguishable. They were the voice of the south for a short period of time. What? Not for a short still period are. of time. Because, yeah, because... And then, ironically, now the voice of the south is Kid Rock, who was born in Michigan. People love him. They love him here, too. Oh, God. Don't get me fucking started on Kid Rock. He's got nice hats. Big furry hats. <sighs> With the polo pats and Ben <laughs> David stacks. Dirty pack of strolls, dirty pack of hoes. Go, go. Excellent. Thanks. Still got a little bit of it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's still like Leonard Skinner, despite effectively ending in 1977, they had put out countless albums, had countless hits, and a lot of those still today are used in movies and commercials like all the time like freebird especially is in so many movies used very well forrest gump yep uh but think about the other hits the devil's rejects right they use it at the end of the devil's rejects in a great moment where the three of them are are driving into the cops and the cops shoot them all right in slow motion and they all die and then rob zombie made three from hell the sequel to that and he just ignored it they're all alive they just went to jail it doesn't make any sense that movie's horrible i'm not a big horror guy so I, I, I've very, that's, that's a Well, I'm big, not a big sports guy. I don't, I'm just saying, you, you, you're you a horrorman. We compliment each other in different ways, like yeah. salt and pepper. We finish each other's peanut butter so you know. jam. That's right. You get you're it. So, you're supposed to say. He gets it. Jam. Jelly. <laughs> so on their way to that show, their last show that they ever played, several band members who saw the stream of flames bursting out of the side of the engine... Um, straight up told Ronnie Van Zandt, who is, who's the leader of the band. He's like the, there's a, there's a bunch of founders here, but he's like, he's the guy, right? Yeah. He is the captain now. They, uh, a number of them, including Cassie Gaines, told Ronnie Van Zandt that they, they were done. They would leave the tour if they didn't switch planes for the next flight. Van Zandt wouldn't do it. He wasn't, he wasn't having it. Now, this is the thing. He saw switching planes as canceling the tour and missing shows, right? He did not want to do that. He even cited Southern Pride as his reason for doing so. Oh, that's Can't a cop out. Anyone down? That's such a cop out. It's you know he well, he died. So that was I, a I generation know. though where there was a lot of like single engine Cessnas and shit going down, killing famous people. You don't really hear about that, but then, you know you had your music ones. I mean, you're kind of stretching a bit, but you got Big Bopper and you got Buddy Holly. Yeah, Richie Downs. You got fucking. The that that one plane that went down in wrestling that almost killed like Ric Flair and Jerry Lawler. Yeah, Otis Redding. Yeah, like people are dying left and right. So I feel at this point too, this is a little bit late in that cycle. Like, shouldn't he be aware that like these plane accidents are just killing people? It's important to remember that this is 1977, at the height of 
rock and roll in the 70s. Leonard Skinner Summer is, of Love. is known as, they have a reputation as like typical, like when you think like typical 70s rock and roller who is doing all of the, all those stories that you heard about that don't really happen anymore. Yeah. That was them. Yeah. They true. were pioneers in a way and yeah. they were very rambunctious substance abuse problems like the whole nine yards like this is full rock and roll lifestyle before we know any of the downsides of it really yeah a lot of these are the downsides unfolding in history and this is how we learn case in point so cassie Gaines did not want to get onto the plane she was one of the backup singers mama Cass, not mama Cass. that's <laughs> that's a different Cass. So Cassie Gaines is one of the backup singers, and there were three backup singers, actually, and they were collectively known as the Honkettes. That I love. There's some great names in the story, I'll say right the off the bat. We, we, like, we like names. Now, one of the Honkettes... Honkettes. That's what I call my cats. Honkettes. <laughs> honk, honk. Honk. One of the Honkettes was not on the plane. Uh, her name was Jojo Billingsley. Not on the plane due to being hospitalized due to her alcohol and substance abuse issues talk and, about uh, like a weird win yeah it's like the people who didn't go to work on 9-11 for whatever reason right? yeah because they were banging their mistress no 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 one of my my like my step aunt or something no my uh stand and my aunt-in-law is that a thing i don't know what it is but something like that was uh she was supposed to go to work that morning but uh she she slept in Sure, she did. She, Something like that. She, I don't, she honestly, was, I don't remember. She was banging some I haven't, dude behind her I haven't talked to her in back. like thirty years. Jojo Billingsley was not on the plane. She was planning to rejoin the tour a couple days later on October twenty third in Little Rock, Arkansas. What do you oh. got to say about them? What team is that? The Little Rock, I think Express. I think it's the Little Rock Express. You guys can fact check me. I think I'm wrong about that, but maybe at one point they were the Little Rock Express. So Jojo obviously lived. She was not on the plane. She has since said that she actually dreamed of the crash. She saw it happen. And yeah, sure she did. That she called yeah, up and begged sure. guitarist and founding member of Leonard Skinner, one of them, Alan Collins, begged him not to use the plane. Yeah, there's this girl who's in the hospital for alcohol and drug abuse, and she's like, I had a dream, a dream that you should not get on the plane. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, I hope you feel better. Uh, we're going to go to the next location. She might have, man. Um, but, you know, have a good one. She's still alive. <laughs> Impressive. I Big mean, win. I actually don't know. I don't know. I actually don't think. She, I don't know anymore. They're, most of these people are not alive. I mean, she's still alive, quote unquote, but, like, she's she dead inside. Oh, boy. Well into the flight on their way to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. It was apparent something was wrong with the plane. There was a roadie named Mark Frank who reportedly saw fuel spewing out of the right engine. The same engine that had the flame shooting out of it a few days earlier. Isn't it ironic? Now the fuel was pouring out. Uh, Normally in a situation like this, the pilots are able to transfer the fuel from one engine to another. But too much have been jettisoned out. <laughs> like like when you're playing Star Wars Pod Racer. Exactly. You press exactly, exactly like that. <laughs> fucking powers up the other. He takes power from the other engine. Move it to the other engine. It's just like, if you're losing fuel, you just press that button and it moves the fuel over. It is exactly like that. They were left at 10,000 feet with no fuel in the plane. Okay. There's been a lot of discussion over what actually you know, happened. Like a lot of people know this story, but don't really know the specifics. They think that the plane just like malfunctioned and it kind of did in that it lost all the fuel, but there was an element of negligence here from the flight crew and the pilots involved. There should have been precautions taken. They should have checked these sort of things. There should be extra fuel. There should be a number of things, but there wasn't. So they were left literally gliding in the air with no fuel. 
Upon realizing the situation, the pilots attempted to reroute the plane to Macomb Airport, which was about 16 kilometers if you were a normal person, or 10 miles. Nautical miles? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no. Oh. They're in the sky, right? Yeah, but sky, sky <laughs> miles are also nautical miles sometimes. Are we talking real miles or talking nautical miles? 10 kilometers, bud. Right? 16 kilometers. Okay, 16 kilometers. <laughs> Northeast of the eventual crash site okay. is where this airport was that they're heading for. Very quickly realized that was not going to happen. There was no fuel. They were gliding. They attempted to sort of reroute to an open field so they could put the plane down. But the plane began to descend more and more with each passing second. The trees beneath started smacking the bottom of the plane. Some of the survivors have gone on to say it sounded like a bunch of baseball bats hitting the bottom. I like to think, I was thinking kind of like uh, the, Dinger. Wa- like the Warriors, right? D- yeah, yeah, that's when good. When they hit yeah. the subway, right? Yeah, yeah. What were they called? What was the baseball bat team called? Or what were they called? The the, the sluggers? They they were they were all yeah they're all dressed like baseball players. Yeah, yeah, that team. I think they were the sluggers. Dinger boys? Like, no, I God, I wish it was the Dinger boys. Yeah. So the plane eventually crashed into the forest. We really sort of got in the way there with the whole so warriors thing. The plane was not under control by any human when it crashed. No, it was. There's no conspiracy here. The pilots were there. Okay, but they couldn't control the plane. Well, they had no fuel, so they couldn't really, they, they couldn't do much with it. It was just going down and down and down. They couldn't get it to an open field. It, they ended up in a forest. So as it started to descend more and more, the trees are smacking all against the bottom, Warriors baseball bats, until eventually descended into the forest where the trees ripped the plane into pieces. And we're not going to get into the details here, but so the, the details the are out there of how people did acting. Like some sort of no, no, no. They just they died. Free man. bird. Ah, there it is. Yeah, not under control. <sighs> See, you're saying there's no conspiracy on this one. You're presenting this one like it's a conspiracy-free episode. But you know what? I'm starting to see a little bit of a conspiracy on this one. So when the plane crashed, six people were killed instantly. <laughs> it's not funny. Shit. Rest in power, Ronnie Van Zant, the founding member. Frontman and vocalist Steve Gaines. You died? Right? It's kind of like my name. The guitarist and backing vocals. Cassie Gaines, his sister. Backing vocals, member of the Honkettes. Mama Cass. Dean Kilpatrick, the assistant road manager for the band. Little Deanie. As well as both pilots, Captain Walter McCreary and First Officer William Gray. Captain Bill and First Officer Bill. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking idiot. Most of these people were located near the front of the plane or not wearing seatbelts. Ronnie Van Zant was reportedly sleeping on the aisle floor of the plane with a pillow. Oh no, that is not good for being a plane crash. Pretty hungover from the night before. So he just rifled around that cabin like a goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, so the thing with Ronnie Van Zant is that uh, several survivors and witnesses of the whole thing and band members, crew members, whatever have you, have. Uh, some of them have, have gotten specifics of how they saw their friends and band members, you know, go down. And Ronnie Van Zant is one of the tough ones. We're not going to get into the details of it today. There's been some contestion there. Is that a word? Contestion? Eh, we'll make it a word. It's been contested by Ronnie Van Zant's wife, Widow. And she actually released the autopsy report. So those are right there. You can look at those too. It's really, it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> it's super cool it's a super great time we're not gonna get into the details did, here did, but those people my... were those those six people were injured enough 
they, they, they was they was done. There was no. They were killed almost instantly. Like like turned into some sort of goo. No. So okay. <laughs> so let's go back to right before the plane goes down. Right, we have a man named Artemis Pyle. Wow, I told you it was good names. He is a uh, he's a drummer at the time of Leonard Skinner. Not a former or not a founding member, but he's a drummer. But he is a former Marine and also a pilot. He trained as a pilot when he was in the Marines. Wow, wow, wow. He's a hard motherfucker, Artemis Pyle. Right. So he starts Imagine being in the, a fucking marine and then later drumming for Leonard Skinner. It's what a yeah, hardcore life. It's crazy. And I was reading more about him. His dad got he was in World War II, Artemis Pyle, and his dad got Jesus. like taken out by it by a plane or something. It is it's all fucked. He's in World War II and then this happens like he's drumming thirty years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, man. What a life. He when he notices something is up, when the plane starts going down, he recalls checking in the cockpit to find Captain McCreary just shitting his pants terrified telling him to get out of here return to his seat strap in we're gonna crash artemis uses this time to start looking at the windows studying trying to find his bearings right because he's a military man he knows what's up he knows what's up he ends up as one of the least injured in the whole situation now does this have to do this with motherfucker knows what's up it's you know it, it, it does this have to do with military training probably oh. probably know how to t- take a crash oh. mm. right weird hmm. i don't know it's almost like he was in the cia <laughs> maybe hmm? once he regained himself he used what he had what bearings he had gathered himself and started trekking through the swamp because remember we're in louisiana here they well, so crash- he crashes and he's instantly like time to go well once time he comes get, back time to get to who, work, who knows baby. how long he was actually out oh, he was out for zero seconds his name's the, Artie pile that is. motherfucker was ready to go. as soon as they landed Artemis. he's like assess the situation get weapons fight the gators it's tough man they got they were right into the fucking swamp right in the bayou I mean, yeah. So he gathers himself. He treks through a swamp and for about 45 minutes. This also happened. I don't think I mentioned this happened around 630 p.m. on this day. Right. Oh, so we're, good time we're, we're, we're getting into the evening here. Swamp yeah. evening. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet evening. Sweet evening. He treks about 45 minutes through a swamp. He eventually finds a local dairy farmer and, and ends up getting the help also of a, uh, a local volunteer firefighter who they're the first two to get in there and start actually helping out. And they just probably come up on chaos. Absolute well, this is the thing is rescuers and survivors both have equated this to Vietnam because this is this is 77. So this is something that's fresh in everyone's minds. And they come they come into a swampy area where we have 24 people, 24 bodies alive or not scattered everywhere, plane wreckage everywhere. Everybody's hurt. Everyone's hurt screaming or not, which is worse. Yeah. You know, you're getting caught in the mud. People are getting caught in the mud. The vehicles that they were bringing in. Just to 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 caught get the to mud. the site, we're getting caught in the mud. They had to keep stopping and digging them out. That tracks, yeah. Like it's you're just coming up on complete fucking war zone like situation. So eighteen people did survive the crash, and ironically enough, the plane actually being out of fuel is pretty much the sole reason why so many people did survive. Right. Had there been any fuel, the entire wreckage surely would have exploded, Fire gone up in flames. Guy. Yeah. But uh, there was no fuel left, so it just sort of crashed hard into the swamp and and the trees. Right. I don't think uh, I think we missed this earlier, but when we when I when I mentioned how Cassie was so scared to get on this flight after the previous one, she had mentioned like she she did not want to do it at all. Some of the other ones had concern too, but she was like, "No way, I, I want to do that. Like, put no. me in the fucking equipment van, put me in the trailer with the equipment, and I'll go." I was doing drugs with some CIA guy last night. And he said, they got plans for that plane. And they went, yeah, sure, Cassie. Yeah, whatever. 
Wait, Cassie? Yep. Yeah, Cassie was one to make it up. Ronnie Van Zant <laughs> talked her into it, and she did board the plane, and unfortunately was one of the six who did not That's make it so through. fucking awful. Like, I mean, like, you know... All- it's just me just doing slapstick over here and shit. Like it is, it is terrifying to think that like all of these like safety precautions were just ignored, right? And that is the cold, harsh reality of of oversight. People like think it's just like, oh, well, you gotta go through all this red tape to get anything done, and like, who gives a shit about safety standards? It just like impedes everyone's progress. But it's like, you know, the 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 fact of the matter is like, oversight saves lives. It's fucking dumb, and everyone hates it, and it's boring. But you don't hear about things like this anymore. The reason for it. Well, you do sometimes. You do, but it's like so few and far between compared to where it was at a certain point. Kobe Bryant died in a crash like two years ago. Kobe! Two years ago? Three years ago. It was like a decade. It was Kobe? It was a while ago. No way, man. It was that pre-COVID. Was three, it was like maybe like a week pre-COVID. Okay, yeah. So three years ago. Probably, yeah. January 2020. You're right. You're right. It wasn't as long. You're underselling it. I'm overselling it. It was January 2020, 100%. January 26, 2020, Calabasas, yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. Take that. Yeah, but that's also like a helicopter, which is a little bit different. I'm just saying shit still happens, right? I, shit does Precautions are taken. This isn't going to happen because this, they've talked about how fucked up this plane was. Survivors have been like, it's crazy we were flying on that thing. That thing was like janky as fuck. This is the thing though, is it, it was later revealed that Aerosmith's flight crew had actually inspected the plane for possible use. And there, draw the line tour, right? But okay. they ultimately decided not to use it, citing that the plane and crew did not seem up to their standards. Aerosmith's assistant chief of flight operations, Zunk Buker, another great name, he reported observing pilots McCreary and Gray sharing a bottle of Jack Daniels while he and his father inspected the plane. Aerosmith and their touring family were quite shaken up by the whole crash, understandably so. One might say... They were jaded. <laughs> but the autopsy reports did come back on both pilots. They did not have alcohol in their system. You know what? The autopsy had to fucking analyze a bunch of goo. Uh, well, I mean, like the, the front luck. of the plane literally went right into like <laughs> Good right into the swamp. Getting some alcohol fucking readings from the goo. <laughs> take 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 some of that goo over there. It's tough. <laughs> Try to determine whether or not they were drunk. It's tough. Uh, <sighs> look, R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's what's that what's that thing? After a certain amount of time, things become funny. We've far surpassed that. Yeah. You know, it's been fifty years. It's a little bit funny, but like just only because like of like you know the the South Carolina flags and the rebel flags and the Leonard Skinner shit. And, you know, Neil Young's my boy, so I'm always going to back him up here. Does Neil Young hate them? Yeah. Does Neil Young hate them? Yeah, there's a big Neil Young-Leonard Skinner rivalry. Hmm. Well, so, with after this crash, the band, effectively, they broke up. They lost some key members here, especially with Ronnie gone. Many band members have stated without Ronnie, there is no Leonard Skinner. Well, they always say that Leonard Skinner is like Jersey Shore. Without Ronnie, mm-hmm. yep. it's just not the same. It's just not the same. But here's the thing, is that 10 years later in 1987, turns out that Ronnie had a younger brother. What was his name? Johnny. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Van Zandt I feel like this got man. the band back together. <laughs> Surviving members came back. Johnny was there. Leonard Skinner touring again, releasing albums again. I you feel know, like he had to have gone by John until he was like, wait, if I go by Johnny, I think I'm in Leonard Skinner. I 
think we just do this again. We just roll this shit back. So, uh, so yeah. So, you know, it's a happy ending there, except that it is one of these situations where... Well, I guess it's not happy ending. I'm just saying because the band got back together 10 years later, that's something good. But that, That's cool. This is one of these situations where the tragedy did follow the band. Um, it's 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 tough, the things that, uh, that come to follow over the years. We have family member Alan Collins, who later was paralyzed in a car accident in which his girlfriend was actually killed. Collins later died of paralytic pneumonia. Jesus Christ, this is a real fucking barn burner of an episode, huh? Making everyone feel real great with this one. The original bassist, Leon Wilkinson, who died of substance abuse in 2001. I mean, that could just be chocolate. Keyboardist Billy Powell, who did survive the crash, pretty banged up. Uh, he died of a heart attack in 2009. Fucking Christ. Drummer Bob Burns died in 2015. He's origin original family member. Ed King, who was a uh, guitarist, bass player, he died in 2018. And uh, interestingly enough, I didn't even, this is another time where we did an episode and didn't realize how recent in the news it is. But Sounds like us. Gary Rossington, who survived the crash as well, he's an original founding member, he actually died uh, on March 5th, 2023. Wow. He was the last surviving original member of Leonard Skinner. Look at that. We're topical. <laughs> we are topical. He died at the age of 71. The cause of death has not been revealed yet. It was drugs. <laughs> It probably wasn't Subs drugs. Substance was, abuse at the tender age I don't age of, think it was drugs. I don't think it was a plane crash. 71. I don't think it was either of those. Heroin overdose. 71. The founding members. He will be missed. Ronnie Van Zandt. That's a little... Alan Collins. It's a little new <laughs> just, for me to be cracking jokes on that yeah, one. That's too fresh. Shut up. Founding members. Ronnie Van Zandt. Alan Collins. Bob Burns. Gary Rossman. And Larry Junstrom. Who I don't have Larry's cause of death. But he's a Junstrom. So... Junstrom. He's probably you know. died in a Viking warship. As we mentioned before, they founded the band in 1964 under the name My Backyard. Leonard Skinner, though, you know, we made the joke at the beginning, but over the years, they've actually had, I counted them. Unless I'm mistaken, I came, I got 27 official members of Was Leonard Skinner over the years. And there's also like alternate, like rotating people who come in who aren't like officials. What is this polyphonic spree? What is this, Menudo? <laughs> Guys, we're on fire. <laughs> It's a very sad thing that happened, but it is a part of rock and roll history. Isn't it a is... Van Zant a Zelda enemy? Uh, Zant, right? Zant is the, yeah, Zant, yeah. right? Wasn't he I the. I didn't really play that one Twilight with the wolf, Princess? man. The wolf shit was just like. You, I don't know. you were on hating that Twilight Princess shit real early. Yeah, I hated it the took, second I played it. It took me a while to catch up to it, but you know that it's like beloved because there's a bunch of dumb kids who was like their first Zelda. They're not dumb so anymore. They, they're like, they're like, they probably oh, listen to this podcast. I love Twilight Princess because I was 10 when it came out. Every Zelda game is someone's first Zelda game. Yeah, I guess. And then, and then there's Breath of the Except Wild. Except for Oracle of Seasons, which is nobody's first Zelda game. If that is your first Zelda game, you know, it's tough. It's got to be someone's. It's a good game. I mean, yeah, but, like, it's, like, nowhere near as good as everything else. I'm playing Breath of the Wild right now, people. I'm, like, replaying it. It's consuming my life. That's the real reason why there hasn't been an episode in so long. I just finished up Link's Awakening. Let me tell you, that remake, pretty good. Yeah, it's tough. Like, they don't tell you when you start a podcast, don't play Zelda games. No, they don't. They don't give it to you in the handbook. But it gets in the way. They say don't play Minecraft, which is also a solid, solid recommendation. But they don't say anything about Zelda. I fucking got so high, I started listening to Minecraft music the other day. Doon, 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 doon. Ah. 
Thank you for listening Bye. to another episode. <laughs> this is a heavy one, but heavy things happen in life, right? Especially if safety precautions aren't taken, or especially if you are a simple kind of man. Wow. Or if you live in sweet home, Alabama, Louisiana. That's a really, really untasteful joke to make in such a serious podcast. I'll tell you what's tasty. The Packy One Chip Challenge sponsoring the show this week. Packy One Chip Challenge. It'll dye your tongue blue and it'll make you shit blue too. It's the Packy One Chip Challenge. Get it in you. Up the nose, in the mouth, or around the butthole. Packy One Chip will turn any human substance blue. Get it in you. Thank you for listening to another episode. Get at us at who killed the radio star at gmail.com. That's W-K-T-R-S-P-O-D at Twitter. Gmail.com. On Twitter. On Twitter. Twitter.com. Go to Twitter. Sell your soul to Elon Musk. And get us at the W-K-T-R-S-P-O-D. Stay safe. Don't get on any planes. And we will be back next week. Stay alert. Stay, Stay safe. safe.